This is season four of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Today on the show, our topics include geography, expressions, sex, and a brand new topic music. <laughs> yes, plus news from around the world, and we'll open up the mailbag. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to episode two. Here we go. Throw away your totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. Yes, the sentiment of many people who email us at nickandroy.com. Get lost. We've been told that throughout high school. <laughs> yes. And, four, <laughs> and 40 years later, that message is still... Did you just slurp? Did you just slurp on No, the wait air? a second. I, I, I'm having a cup of coffee. It's so delicious. Oh. I, actually, I believe that we... We were not told to get lost. We were lost yes. and still are. <laughs> so they told us to get lost. We just listened to what we were told. That's all. Um, how about South America? It is a continent of many natural superlatives. The longest mountain range, the Andes. The highest waterfalls, the Angel Falls. And the driest place on earth, the Atacama Desert in Chile. Good old South America. Speaking of anacondas, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we're not on sex yet? No. Okay. The earth, as we have said, is not round. It bulges in the middle. So even though Mount Everest is taller than Mount Chitsuborazu in Ecuador, the Mount Chitsuborazu in Ecuador is closer to the moon than Everest See, it's not taller, but kind of think of it like we had said before, my belly. Mm -hmm. My belly would actually bump into things before any other part of my body. Well, well, maybe not any other part of my body, but <laughs> my belly would bump into things. So Mount Chimborazo yeah. is actually yeah. taller than Everest because of the bulge of the earth. Yeah, and don't forget about gravity, too. Never mind bulging. How about gravity? As you get older. Oh, yeah. So here's a real quick one. <laughs> this is so quick, you have to really pay attention. So turn up the volume on your device. I'll wait for a moment. Turn up the volume a little bit more. When in Rome is my topic here in geography. Other than Antarctica, every other continent in the world has a city named Rome. Every continent. Other than Antarctica. That's right. So don't roam to Antarctica, you'll get lost. <laughs> so if you're roaming in Antarctica, you'll be lost because you'll never find Rome there when in Rome. Well, if you're roaming in Antarctica, I hate those roaming charges. Okay, Iceland. <laughs> Iceland is growing at five centimeters per year. Okay? It is divided by North America and the European tectonic plates. So the plates shift five centimeters every year. Iceland, or as Joe Biden says, the place where all snow cones are made. <laughs> are they really? I did not know that. Yes, Iceland is literally separating five centimeters because it sits between the North American and the European tectonic plates, right in between. 
Are we there yet? The second longest geographical name that is accepted in the world is T-A-U-M-A-T-A-W-H-A-K-A-T. On and on and on it goes. 85 letters. Okay? The longest geographical name has 85 letters, which is a hill in New Zealand. It is a Maori phrase, which translates to, quote, place where Tamatea, the man with big knees who slid, climbed, and swallowed mountains, knew his landia to play with his flute to his loved one. Yeah. You got to watch when you're playing with your flute, (laughs) you know, especially when you're on the old slippy slide on your knees playing with your flute. Yeah. And he swallowed mountains. <laughs> okay, San Andre- the San Andreas Fault is consuming two inches of land every year. At this rate, Los Angeles will be neighbors with San Francisco in a few million years. We asked about the San Andreas Fault, and Joe Biden said, no, it's Trump's fault. <laughs> the political views on this program are not necessarily those of everyone else on the show. Oh, they gave it, listen, they gave it to Trump for four years. Yeah. Biden's getting it for four yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. Four well, more years. Four, years. four more years. <laughs> Hot and cold, the White Sea in Russia has the lowest temperature, which is minus two degrees centigrade. The Persian Gulf is the warmest sea. In the summer, its temperature reaches 35.6 degrees centigrade which is roughly nine in the mid-90s Fahrenheit, in case those of you who can't figure out the calculation because you went to a New York City public school. 35.5 degrees centigrade, which is about ni- the mid-90s. When people listen to this show, they should have a pen and paper because we go pretty quick, and yeah. we d- dole out like close to eight f- uh, facts per category. Right. And so it's hard to keep up with us. But if you have a pen and paper, you can. Ready? This is one that you're going to want to write down. Sudan has more ancient pyramids than Egypt. Egypt has 138 pyramids. Well, that's a lot of pyramids, right? No. Sudan touts over 255, and that's known pyramids, while Madonna in the 1980s sported two pyramids that most women call breasts. <laughs> I remember the video. <laughs> yeah, from the mid '80s. For those With of the you, pointy bra that yeah, she had. Yeah, those those, yeah. those things were weapons. <laughs> You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. Well, first off, folks, thanks a lot for everybody making our website almost crashed this week we had so many people going on it and leaving us messages and so on thank you so much www.nicknroy.com real easy to remember so let's do an expression let your hair down what the french ooh, the french (laughs) the french nobility risked condemnation from their peers if they appeared in public without their hair done up in those amazing what they even call like french braids and so on and they were like french braided updos they took hours and hours and hours to do so when the ladies got home they took their hair down and they were so comfortable but they had to hide indoors and not be seen but that was called letting your hair down and it stuck yeah being follically challenged i don't let my hair down my hair let me down 
so what is dog fooding? Dog fooding allows employees to test their company's products in real life. It gives management a sense of how the product might be used all before launch to consumers. In 1980, Apple computer president Michael Scott wrote a memo announcing, effective immediately, no more typewriters are to be purchased or used. We believe the typewriter is obsolete. Let's prove it on the inside before we try and convince our customers on the outside. Dog fooding. Wow. I thought it was just something that my wife cooked for dinner. Oh, no, no. <laughs> You're going to get yourself thrown out on your butt. She's so used to it. Well, she can put me in the dog house now. <laughs> Serving the dog food, yes. She'll say, close but no cigar. <laughs> close ah. but no cigar. What a great expression. Carnivals would give cigars as prizes for winning. But if you lost, you didn't get a cigar. So it was close, but no, no cigar, cigar for you. <laughs> so close, but no cigar. cigar. Of write that one down. <laughs> write it down. Okay, we hope you can write really fast. You know that feeling, the sudden tightening of your calf or thigh where it just won't stop, that pain. So what does a muscle cramp have to do with a horse named Charlie? The Charlie horse is the expression. It began as a baseball slang around the late 1800s. There was a pitcher whose name was Charlie Old Hoss Radburn who suffered from the tightening of the calf. It may also be from somebody's long-forgotten lame racehorse that hobbled as a result of pulling heavy loads as witnessed by baseball player Joe Quest. According to Quest, the ball players troubled with the ailment hobbled exactly as did the old horse. And so Quest dubbed it a Charlie horse. Charlie the horse. Oh, my God. See, folks, that's a cool one. Three sheets to the wind. Three what? <laughs> oh, three sheets to the wind. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, you, you misunderstood me. Yeah. <laughs> three sheets to the wind. What Nick is most of the time. Oh. <laughs> it means that you're very drunk. Or Nick. <laughs> Sailors would get drunk and forget to tie the ropes to the sails. The sails were also called sheets because, of course, they're white cotton. You know, they look like sheets. So they would forget to tie the ropes. But if you got really, really drunk, you'd forget to tie all the masts. And there were usually three masts on a ship. So you were three sheets to the wind because the wind just took the sheets and the boat didn't move and they didn't care because they were so hammered. <laughs> yeah, no... no sh no sheet. When you give a hundred and <laughs> no sheet, Sherlock. Uh, when you give a hundred and ten percent, very much not like our show. The phrase was first recorded <laughs> was first recorded in the Elizabethan England at the end of the 16th century. It is believed to have originated when a royal aide was pooping in the bathroom. The aide is reported to have said, "110 percent of the population has been infected by the disease I'm suffering with." A humorous statistical impossibility. Rather than correct the 10% figure calculated by the counting the amount of bodies on the streets, this gaffe was seized upon by humorists of the time, such as William Shakespeare, who mimicked the bumbling aide in several plays just because his royal aide was pooping in the bathroom and came up with this 110% idea. No sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were quite regular. White elephant. The white elephant, meaning valuable but not worth the cost of upkeep. 
it's kind of like a Ferrari or a Tesla. (laughs) The saying comes from albino Asian elephants, which are very rare and much more expensive and revered than regular elephants. But the upkeep wasn't worth the value. So having a white elephant and just taking care of it was like, why are they doing that? It's not worth it. So that's where the saying comes from. I am pleased as punch with that one, <laughs> meaning feeling, ah. <laughs> feeling with great delight or pride. A puppet show in the 17th century called Punch and Judy featured a puppet named Punch who killed people and took great joy in doing so. Okay, He would feel pleased with himself afterwards. The saying came about, pleased as Punch was born. So this puppet loved to kill people and took great joy, and so they decided to create an expression, pleased as punch. That socks. <laughs> sock puppet. There you go. <laughs> Put a sock in it. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, and thanks to our listeners, you have uh, come up with some great ideas over the past 60-plus uh, episodes, so thank you very much for listening all the way around the world. And this next topic is brand new, thanks to a listener who emailed us and wanted us to talk about useless music information. So, what did we do? Well, we wrote a jingle. From Beethoven to Bieber, rock and roll, to rhythm and blues, this is Totally Useless Music Information with Nick and Roy. that lovely? I, I, I was tinkling the ivories there as I was... Um, as I was creating that um, that intro, there I hope that. that's all you were tickling. <laughs> <laughs> so now you play guitar, Roy. You're one of the uh, one of the many talents that you have. You um, you play guitar. You play other instruments, and you also sing. And actually, yeah. speaking of our website, if you go to nickandroy.com and you look on the right hand side, you'll click on music by Roy. And if you're visiting anywhere near the Southwest uh, Florida area, you'll check it out. Click on the link, and they'll tell you where he's singing next. Yeah, and just come up to me and say you listen to the show. I would love, love to see you. That's right. So, guitar strings, the so-called gut strings for acoustic Spanish guitars, were originally made from small intestines of slaughtered sheep. During World War II, <clears throat> the production material was changed to nylon, because not because it was disgusting, but because all available gut was used in the production of surgical thread for wounded soldiers. Ew. Ooh. Or you. Well, at least they had the guts to do it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ask me if I can play guitar. Can you play guitar? Nah. (laughs) He's got no strings. (laughs) I have a G string. (laughs) The song You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Everyone has heard that song. In fact... It was, it's used for so many commercials throughout the years as well. But do you know who's singing in the background of the song? When I say it, you're never going to not hear it again because it's so clear, yet you don't think about it because it's a background <laughs> singer. But in the background, at the part where they say, you're so vain, you're going to hear Mick Jagger's voice. Wow. Because he helped write the song with her in a bar on a napkin and went to the studio and actually did it with her. And in the background, now that I said it, you're going to hear, you're so vain. You're going to hear Mick Jagger so clearly, you're never going to not hear it again. Write it down. 
Wow, that's amazing. So see, this is the kind of stuff, that's why we say listen, laugh, and learn. That was the learning part of those three things that we tell you. That's pretty cool. I love that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's a good one. Have you heard of Paul Ramon or Bernard Webb or A. Smith or Apollo C. Vermouth or Country Hams or Percy Thrills Thrillington or The Fireman? Have you heard of any of those? Uh, Yeah, sure. No, you haven't. (laughs) Unless, of course, you know this fact. These are the pseudonyms that were used by Paul McCartney in his career. Wow. Good one. Good one. Eh, eh. (laughs) Say the names quickly again. Paul Ramon, Bernard Webb, A. Smith, Apollo C. Vermouth, Country Hams, Percy Thrills Thrillington, or The Fireman. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Garth Brooks is one of the last big name stars to do what? He won't put his music on iTunes. That's okay, Apple. Yep. So that's okay. Apple now had Garth Brooks canceled forever from the earth. (laughs) because <laughs> they're allowed to do that they have that power <laughs> i mean it's a big deal because goth brooks is big but he doesn't want his music exploited on itunes so he's one of the the few last there were a few left but he's like the last one you're listening to totally useless information with nick and roy we're in our brand new topic which is music macho man the great village people hit song okay the village people macho man mm. Okay, now you're thinking, well, village people, well, where do they come from? Well, the original village people lineup was recruited via an advertisement that read, Macho Types Wanted, Must Have Mustache. And from that ad, they assembled what we know as the village people. Macho Types Wanted, Must Have Mustache, which excludes you and I, of course. Didn't the ad run in the Village Voice newspaper in New York? It might have, I think so, and that's this whole thing, that's why they call it the village people. That's why you'll learn here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. You see, folks, we're all over the place here. We could be classy. That's why the intro said, from Beethoven to Bieber, rock and roll to rhythm and blues. We cover it all. Yes, well, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart composed over 600 pieces of music during his lifetime. That's a lot of music, 600. He wrote his first symphony, Get Ready Folks, at age eight. He was eight years old. And his first full opera at age 11. He retired at 15 saying, boy, I'm tired. No, that's not true. (laughs) Can you imagine writing a symphony at eight years old and a full opera at 11? I mean, that's pretty amazing. When I read it, I saw 600 pieces of music and I said, wow, that's a lot of music. But look, when you start when you're like three years old, hell, you can do it. (laughs) Do the math. This is what I call a hot seat. Johnny Cash's estate was approached by an advertising company asking for permission to use his great hit song, Ring of Fire. Okay? The product? Hemorrhoid cream. (laughs) Okay? So the hemorrhoid cream company asked for permission to use Ring of Fire and those of you who really want to know what happened, the request was refused. Sorry. Oh, wow. Wow. The sphincter of fire. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the melody to Happy Birthday to You. Yes. The song that yes. every 
damn person in the world knows is a copy. It was copied from a known song at the time called Good Morning to You All. Oh. And it was composed, they know who even wrote it. It was composed by Patti Smith Hill and Mildred Jane Hill in 1893. It was a song called Good Morning to You All. But somebody said, ah, it's somebody's birthday and I don't feel like really doing much for them. So let's just steal a song and put some extra little words to it. <laughs> oh my God. That wow. song's iconic and it's not even, it was never really written as the song. So technically, every time you sing a happy birthday, you owe them royalties. Pretty much. Yeah, sure. It's a Pat, It's Patti Smith Hill and Mildred Jane Hill. So they have a hill of money. <laughs> well, especially after we they count the money from all the times they sang for our birthdays, many of those. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Bow, bow, wow. Wow, wow. Oh, bow, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. All about sex. And for all you legal types, lay off our backs. The following segment of the Totally Useless Information podcast may be too sultry and too sexy for some listeners. And if you're listening to the show on your back, welcome to Total Uses Information with Nick and Roy. Uh, fear not the wood. The fear of having, seeing, or thinking about an erection is called ithyphalic... Wait a second. What? Let me, let me, let me stop you. Yes? Is it called ithiopalophobia? Yeah, ithyphalophobia. It is. How do you know? Dun, 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 dun. Me and Nick got the same exact <laughs> fact because we don't. I don't. We got to tell everybody. Yep. We don't discuss what we do on the show. Most people think we script this. We don't. No. And, and I mean, it's pretty evident. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Quite evident. We do all this research, and sometimes we stumble on the same fact. Wow. Okay, because great minds wow. think alike. <laughs> yeah, which is why it doesn't happen that often, which means I don't know how great our minds are. So it's called, for those of you who really want to know, it's ithyphalophobia, the fear of having, seeing, or thinking about an erection. Those of you out there who are having issues, we're really sorry, but we really don't care. Well, I call it, I don't call it ithyophalophobia. I call it marriage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The smell or aroma of wine can sexually arouse both men and women. The chemical substance in wine has a similar effect to human pheromones. This study was done by 50 drunks. <laughs> How do you know the smell of wine? After about like four or five glasses, you're like, wow, was it the smell of wine that got me? So, oh, you're drunk. You don't know what the exactly. hell you're doing. Who took this survey? I, I love the smell of Pinot Grigio in the morning. Yeah, could you imagine you take a girl out and you're like, hey, look, we're not going to actually drink this $100 wine, but I'd love for you to smell it. Here. <laughs> smell my cork. <laughs> So, food for oh, that is dirty, Nick. No, it's not. No, listen. You, you, you're in the restaurant business, right? You know when you when you when you open the cork, right? You make sure you you give it to yep. to the person who's going to who asked for the wine, and they smell the cork. So yeah. go ahead, smell my cork. Smell my cork. Some, Stick the old cork in. Okay. Some people <laughs> experience the same feeling of arousal when thinking about food. 
as to when having sex. Our bodies work in a lot of the same ways when we eat food and have sex. We use a variety of senses when consuming food. Taste, sight, touch, and smell. Although the smell part, I'm not too sure. Anyway, does anybody <laughs> does anybody else get grossed out by foods with an alarming texture? Like we use these same sensations during sex, which includes smell. And I'm sure we've all had our own unique experiences with that one. According <clears throat> to her blog, Jennifer Ianolo of Food Philosophy says that food and sex appeal to our deepest pleasure points, arousing, sustaining, and nourishing the most important parts of ourselves. They both provide pleasure or pain. Think about food. Mm. That's why I eat a good steak and potato dinner in the missionary position. <laughs> <laughs> According to Kinsley Institute, probably the same lunatics that did the smell study, the average speed of sperm during ejaculation. Who did this study? <laughs> yeah, let me point the radar gun. Hang on right there. Okay, go ahead. Shoot. Exactly. Like, what did they do? Did they say, all right, get ready. We don't even want to say, well, here it comes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> The average speed of a of sperm during ejaculation, get ready, and this one shocked me, so it was a pretty interesting study, 28 miles per hour. That's fast. I can only get my bike up to like 10 miles per hour. My sperm travels at three times the speed I bike. <laughs> at that rate, I'd never catch up to it. <laughs> also, as as we get older, we're always going to be in the right lane, going a little bit slower than anyone else. As as you get older, it gets slower. Yeah, <laughs> with the right. Well, that's how they tell if you're lying <laughs> lying about your age. They're like, "Oh, this is 16 miles per hour. You're over 60." Pull <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, it over. Pull it over. So here's <laughs> here here are some sex facts from down under. I mean Australia. Apparently, Australian women fake more than just their hair color. 62% have faked an orgasm. 62%. Also, 62% fake. 62%. Just 43% of Australian women want sex three to six times a week. Um, you know what, Nick? Finish the show yourself. I'm um, taking a flight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm booking a I'm booking a ticket right now, yeah. Melbourne. Where, where are you going? I'm going down under. Oh, really? Congratulations! Yeah, have a good I'm going to pull a Sydney. <laughs> and have a smell your cork. I'm going to the old outback. I'm going to have a steak and potato dinner. <laughs> Approximately seventy percent of men said they will not have intercourse while their partner was menstruating oh the other 30 percent oh. the other 30 percent lied <laughs> now uh you know again i don't want to ever work i don't want it to be so bad that i have to apply for a job at the kinsley institute no not at all <laughs> now while you're in the act and you're thinking oh my goodness i need some lube i've run out of lube well there's help on the way you can use coconut oil for lube, in case you're wondering. Okay. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. And in case you're a health buff and you're in the buff, I guess, chances are you already know that coconut oil can be used for just about anything. Another thing to add to the list of many functions, it is a great do-it-yourself lubricant. It's all natural, long-lasting, and antifungal. Yeah. And if you put it all over the floor and your partner goes on the other end of the room, you can slide right in like uh, <laughs> safe at home base. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my you're, God. You're we're insane. Yeah, we are. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's really simple. We made it simple for you. www.nickandroy.com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the Marion from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, one of my fellow Canadians, wrote in. She writes, Dear Nick and Roy, Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you too, Marion. We loved your end-of-year blooper show. Well, wait a minute. It was also called The Best Of 2020. yeah right so we love the end of year blooper show but it was also called the best of 2020 marion anyway she says i heard the expression pulling one's leg a lot where does that expression come from pulling one's leg well let me tell you the truth from the kinsley institute Oh, that would be really interesting. Pull my leg. Pulling my leg or your leg originates from public executions, from hangings in England, many of which took place in Tyburn, London. Death from hanging could take up to an excruciating 30 minutes. And if one was lucky, family members or friends would pull on your leg to speed up the execution. (laughs) why do you need enemies right (laughs) that's right so to help the process along they pulled on your leg and to speed up the process when they when they drop the drop the floor let the kids hang on my legs okay would you please help me out (laughs) so that's all i have on that but the theory is the reason why it becomes a joke is when you're pulling someone's leg you're you're pulling one you know making a joke against somebody so i guess the theory is is that up just kidding we'll let you die on your own for 30 minutes oh my god well marion Sounds to me you enjoyed our show. You need more steak and potatoes in your life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you can reach us once again. Go to our website, nickandroy.com. What's in the mail? And now for something completely useless. All right, here's something completely useless. Well, the rest of the show was as well, but <laughs> no number from one <laughs> to from the number one to the number nine hundred and ninety-nine. They not one of those numbers written out contains the letter A. The letter A is absent in from, the written from, number one through nine hundred and ninety-nine. It's not until you get to a thousand that the A is used. A thousand. Wow, that's pretty cool. And I was really never good in math, so thank you for that. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. So today we did geography. We introduced a brand new topic in music. We talked about sex. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. <laughs> 
No No Pants Subway Ride. The organizers of the No Pants Subway Ride, an annual January event held on public transport in more than a dozen cities worldwide, announced that the 2021 No Pants Subway Ride has been canceled. Improv Everywhere, the performance art group that has organized the No Pants Subway Ride since 2002 in New York City, said this year's Sands Pants Public Transit Trek has been canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Due to COVID-19, they write, mm -hmm. we are canceling the annual No Pants Subway Ride this year. We look forward to hosting more large-scale events once it is safe to do so. What they think, Nick, that uh, the mask was too much clothing? <laughs> yeah, no pants, but... <laughs> All they had to do was put put one mask on their face and then one mask on one leg, uh, the strap on one leg, the strap on the other, and wear two masks. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't 2020 a wonderful year? I did the no pants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know what? You're absolutely right. You're ab even though it, it happened in the, the yeah. previous cities like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Boston, and others, you're absolutely right. Everyone experienced no pants Zoom meetings. Yeah, and they do it in the winter time, which I still have hemorrhoids from. Those bus seats are cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank goodness you didn't have Ring of Fire hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's better to sit, though, because when you're standing in front of women hanging on to a pole, and they're hanging on to a pole, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huge problem. Anyway, here's another problem. We are out of time. Thank you for joining us. We will scour the Internet and gather more useless information for you next time. So in the meantime, visit our website for the full library. We actually have 60-something shows. You can listen to them at your leisure. And I say the word leisure because it sounds cool. Our full library is on nickandroy.com. And also, tell a friend. Tell people, listen to this show, because we are now all over the world in 56 countries around the world. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for making this show so successful. Again, thank you so much, nickandroy.com. And also, tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.